Oh boy! Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Are you really wanting to do this? <laughs> did you want to do that? I did. Johnny Vacay. Today we're going to talk about Maharaja and top five low complexity thinky games. So thanks for joining us for episode number 77. Gorse. <laughs> yup. I'm gonna. That's staying in there, John. You like it? Mm-mm. We're throwing this whole episode out of whack. You don't like it? Are you recording right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to say if you were here right now, <laughs> Dean would be. But like, all I'm thinking about is, what are first time listeners that that like they get on and they hear that nonsense and like it actually like to me that sound is almost like you know nails, nails on, on a chalkboard. Chalk yeah. Like I'm just like I just I just don't like that. Do you like Disney? Not really. Okay. Let me just say. It's fine. There are a lot more people that like Disney than board games. Yeah. I mean, so what are you doing? Do you think that people are going to listen I'm to our- I'm drawing them in. They're you think like, they're going to listen to our podcast because they like Disney? I'm going to do the whole episode in oh that Lord. voice. If I, Dean, if you were here right now, you would see Dean's rear end, and it's red because I'm kicking him in it right now. <laughs> you would see Dean do- with a fist in his face. The thing is, is I'm so not violent. It's okay. true. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you want people to think that I'm I... always dodging punches <laughs> during the episode. Can I keep that? Really? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to keep I'm going to edit it. Why am I even asking you? I edit No, I'm podcast. good. Okay. I think since we're recording back-to-back podcasts, it's, we're getting into goofy time. That's right. Goofy time. Pun intended. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. We, we never do this, but we're going to be gone. It's I'm going to be gone for almost... Three weeks, and I'll be gone travel. for about two weeks, roughly. That's why I was Johnny Vacay. Not roughly, no, more than two weeks for me too, I guess. So yeah, we we have to do this. In fact, when we get back, I have no idea what we're going to do. I know. Get thrust. We have right to record another podcast within less than a week of getting back. Yep, that's going to be like no board game talk. I got a little vacation, and then a little <laughs> trip I have to are taken for work or whatever. But whoo, yeah, we do have to figure that out. Maybe we're going to have to play some games online or something, Dean. Maybe oh, maybe you know when what? I'm on maybe right. when I'm on vacay next week we can you know jump on a little board game arena and you know I've been really wanting to play um, Carnegie isn't that on there it is yeah yeah that would be a good one I don't know if you know you, it's funny I actually the game I'm going to talk about is a game that I've been playing ex- exclusively on board game arena when, okay. when we get to that point of the episode but okay can I share some news okay I you mean, get. Do you care? Do you have news? Oh, I've got some big time news, John. This is at this <laughs> point <laughs> is old news. This is like three, four. This is a month old. Okay. Oh gosh, John, who would you say is my maybe my top one or two favorite designer? Like you know the the one that you don't really care for his games, but you know like I love his games. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. And it's me. It's <laughs> you know who it is. I'm talking I know about exactly what the you're designer about to talk of Blood Rage, Mr. Eric Lang. Oh gosh, okay. Here we go. Is this, that that is not against Eric Lang? It's about what he's going to say next. What is you know one of my favorite IPs in in games? One that I would even start this off an episode I'm, with that I've never ever done before. Eric, I've, Eric, why did you do this to us? Disney, John, is the Disney. correct answer. Oh. Okay, Eric Lang designed a Disney game called Sidekicks, and it, that's not out yet. Okay. This is a cooperative game where you're taking on the role of sidekicks from Disney movies trying to defeat the villains and save the heroes. 
Let me tell you a Disney game that I would. And we're not talking about Marvel and all that kind of stuff. The original, not original, the cartoon Robin Hood. That would be sick. Think about the artwork and stuff on that game. That'd be dope. Have you ever played Villainous? Because that is exactly what you're describing. No, it's not all. There is <laughs> Prince John is in there. Yeah, like in the base game. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like a whole game revolving around that. If Eric Lang did that, I would I would be in on that for sure. Or because my very you know the very first movie I saw in a theater was Jurassic Park. The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, really? That could be a board game. Okay. That would be one you would be interested in because you like, you know, deduction games and stuff like that. The Great Mouse Detective, the board game. Hmm. How about that? That's, I just threw that out there. It's interesting. I know it is. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, what if there was a Blood Rage themed with Disney? Like a, a Disney themed Blood Rage game, would you enjoy that one? Like you actually kill the other the Disney characters? No, oh, you like, love that. No, you don't kill That'd them. That'd be great. Something. Goofy, you're dead. You're yeah. dead, Goofy. <laughs> I wouldn't like that, actually. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Daisy, off with your head. Oh, goodness gracious. The last time you quack. This got dark. I'll tell you what, Donald, you want to go around with that annoying, you know, sounds that you make, you know, the voice that you have? I'll cut your throat out. John, oh, my goodness. <laughs> John is not violent is the quote that he said at the beginning of the episode. All right, so, whew. Here's the funny thing, though, is that yesterday I was with my three-year-old nephew, and we were doing the, uh, you have that Mickey Mouse Playhouse book where you find the characters? Yeah. Yeah, every, a lot of people have that book. That's what we were doing. So we were finding Donald and Daisy and all them, and I wish them the best. I do not wish their throats to be cut out or anything I, like that. I don't know if you do. Depends on who my audience is. I just like to like placate to what they want. I mean, again, more people like Disney than board games, and so... You, you have written off probably most people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you really like Disney, do you know what you can do? Oh, my goodness. I'm just kidding. I don't dislike Disney. <laughs> I have Disney Plus. So I'm not, I'm not a Disney hater at all. I'm just painting myself as a villain just for fun. I should have said that my name is Johnny DeVille to start this episode, and I would have if I would have known you would have gone all Disney on me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do a poll. Here's the poll. Ricky House was that character oh. from the beginning, by the way. Yeah. A throwback to our Feed the Kraken video that we did. There you if go. If you've never watched that, it's something. That's, that's exactly right. It's something. All right, so the poll, because we did this back-to-back, I went, oh, shoot, we don't have a poll. But this fits in exactly with what we did our poll on last time. All right? And I, where'd it go? Oh, boy. It must be on another profile of mine. You, you have a lot of Google profiles, Dean. Uh, yes. By a lot. I mean, I have one and then like a hundred Meeple Town <laughs> profiles. Yeah, it seems I do that, like. don't I? Actually, it's just two. Okay, I found it. Okay, so based on the last poll that we did, we we're asking about eating cereal. Dean, I actually have the 2018 study compiled the list of the best-selling cereals in America. So I instead of it being like a poll, kind of, I just want you to make some guesses on. There's 19. I don't know why there's not 20. For whatever reason, there's 19. Let's see if you can. All right, you have three strikes and you're out. Let's see how many you can guess. Okay, that'll be a fun game. Is it if you're in a grocery store, the ones that are in the middle, like I love, are the ones that are the the biggest sellers. That's right, right? I, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Okay. 
you know my inclination would be something like corn pops and i'll get to that one but that's not at the top of the list okay i mean that's not my you guess have three strikes you have 19 to pick okay you have three strikes how many do we think we can get make your guess. how many do you think you can get at least three <laughs> no, that is that's ridiculous i think i'm gonna run out of cereal names. i was hoping I'm that go you 10. were gonna go i'll say 10, 10. Okay. i'll say 10 let's see okay. if you can get 10 all right let's go cheerios the number one answer. I figured that's the might number be the one bestseller in America. Okay, can I ask you a question real fast though? Yes. Is it different flavors of of Cheerios or like? It can be. Okay, so it can be mm-hmm. Honey Nut Cheerios. That's the number two answer. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, that might be all ten of mine are just different Cheerios. Um, Raisin Bran. That's the number eleven answer. Okay. This is like we're basically playing Family Feud. I know this is fun. This is fun. This we is should do fun. this more often. It's also a little stressful. This is this is a new segment that we should have. Uh, I do like this. All a right, lot. so that's three. No strikes yet. Okay, let's go with Captain Crunch. Don't tell me that's not on the, the list. number seventeen. Oh answer, wow. So. Okay. Well, that means I better not guess Captain Crunch berries because that's probably <laughs> could be on there though. I'm I'm reading your your. Face. Facial expression. Is yeah. it just box cereals like oatmeal's not on there? Is that that's correct? Okay, let's go with. And you should know every single one of these. Let's, let's go with yours. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh-oh. Number five. Okay. Oh wow! Wow. There. Okay. I'm surprised at how high that one is. So, so you've got five with no X's right now. I'll go with the one that I. This is a. This is a, a gamble a bit. Although I'm looking, I'm thinking about ones that have been around for years and years, and they won't go away. Corn pops. Okay. That will be your first miss. That is a big mistake. Yep. Corn pops are really good. Okay. That's your first miss. So that's one X, but you have five correct. Oh, You've goodness. guessed five out of 19. Cocoa Puffs. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. What? No Cocoa Puffs. Wow. So we, you were uh, on a stinking roll. You had five out of 19 and then you just whiffed on two in a row. I'm stressed wow. out right now. Wow. My pits are sweating like crazy. Ooh, let me fan those I'm bad boys. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Wow. I thought that would have been a gimme. Into the pit. So now the one that I was going to guess. Fell into the pit. I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm, this is not my guess. I was going to guess Kicks next, but since that's not on there, I feel like, oh, man. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is a big one. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Number six. Okay. So number six. So you've gotten the number one, two, Five and six. And how many do I have total so far? Six out of 19. Oh, good. I did. I said five. That's what I've got my five. You said 10. <laughs> you said three and then you said 10. I don't know why you're saying five. Because I was trying to negotiate down on that mm. one. Um, trying to right, Chinatown me. Trying to Chinatown you. We talked about the Chinatown oh, boy. board game last episode. And oh, how it's negotiation. I'm afraid that this one's not going to be on there. This is the, the best, like people's favorites or the best selling? Best selling. I think that you were wrong about. Look, look on there again for uh, Corn Pops. It's not on there. (laughs) Rice Krispies. Come on. Are you serious? Number 13. Okay, goodness gracious. I was like, surely that's I'm trying to mess with you. Number seven? I mean, I'm at seven right now, right? Got to get three more. Okay. feel like you're on a game show. Yeah. Do I win something for this? If you get 10, I should buy you a box of cereal, shouldn't I? Okay, I had one in my mind in that. Th- uh, g- oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Cornflakes. Uh, no. Come on. Number 19. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't see it. That's eight. Oh, wow. Number 19. Okay, I don't think I'm wow. going to get another one. I, I've got some in mind that I'm looking at. Like, I see them every time that I go. Oh. 
I'm gonna for get. The, I'm gonna, for those who haven't listened to our podcast before, we are a board game podcast, and we were gonna get to board games here in a second. Here's what I have on my list in my head right now. I'm gonna throw three out there, and then I'll say which one I'm gonna guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my I'm mind. I'm lot. thinking. Uh, what are those called? He's the, gonna try to read my face. What are those? Golden Golden Grams is one that's in my mind right okay. now. Okay. Fruity Pebbles is another one that's in my okay. mind, and then a third one was Kicks. I don't think Kicks is on there though. I don't think Muesli's on there. That up. Granola. Okay, I'm gonna go Golden Grams. That's probably not it. I just messed up. <clears throat> Kicks. <clears throat> Fruity Pebbles. Ding ding ding. Number ding. ten. You could have gotten. I would have missed one. it anyway. So, All right, okay. I'm just gonna rip through these. How about okay. this? And tell right. me if you're surprised. Number one is Cheerios. Number two is Honey Nut Cheerios. No surprises there. All right. Number three is Frosted Flakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number I four that one. surprised me, but a good cereal. Honey Bunches of Oats. Okay, that really surprises me. Yep. I don't even know if I see that at You think probably store. because it's um eh, I think it maybe people view that as a healthier one, maybe or something. Remember O's? Did you ever eat O's? Oh yeah. Yeah. Those were good. Oh yeah. That's a good one, Dean. You didn't even mean to. Number five is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number six was Lucky Charm Seven. Fruit Loops. Guess Fruit oh, Loops. Oh man. Those are a couple of my kids' favorites, by the way. Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops. There you go. I should have guessed those. Number eight, Frosted Mini Wheats. Number uh-huh. nine, you should have got this life. Life is a popular cereal. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles was number 10. 11 was Raisin Bran. Got both of those. Number 12, Special K. Number 13 was Rice Krispies. Number 14, Special K Red Berries. That's also a favorite for me. I love that one. 15, I'm very surprised. Reese's Puffs. So that's actually... Oh, wow. Those have been around a while. uh, Yeah. Now, at this point. Number 16, Raisin Bran Crunch. So, eh, I'm even... Yeah. I don't love Raisin Bran Crunch. Cap'n Crunch is 17... 18 Apple Jacks. Yeah, hey, I wouldn't have guessed that one. I, I used to love Apple Jacks when I was a kid. The that's one of my wife's cornflakes. Was, wait, Honeycombs, was that on there? You said no. Okay. That's Honeycombs and Apple Jacks are probably my wife's favorites of really? like this, the sugary ones, I would say. There yeah. you go. Okay. All right. So now let's talk about some games okay. we've actually been playing lately. Do you want to go, Dean? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. A game that I've been playing lately is a game that I've been playing online. This is on Board Game Arena. I've only played it on Board Game Arena. Okay. This is a game that is a bit like uh, uh, Pandemic. There we go. This is a cooperative game. I've been playing this with Steve O'Rourke. You guys have heard me talk a lot about Steve. And uh, Jacob King is the other one that's been playing that with us. And we let me tell you this, John. This is a cooperative game like Pandemic that, that I have said, I will not stop playing this until we beat it. Okay? You haven't beat it? As of this recording, I feel pretty confident that we will have beat it. Okay. But no, we have not beat it yet. Beat it. As of, as of the time this, this releases, we probably would have. We've played this, oh man, not a ton. Maybe four or five times at this point. Okay. And in this game, you basically, I don't remember what like the theme of this one is. Did you say the name of the game? Solar Storm. Have I said? I didn't I don't say think, that. I don't think so. Is that right? I mean, I was. I, I was oh, I said it was a pandemic like Yeah, game. I was I looking up it. something. Um, but I don't think you ever said the name. I was like, what's going on right now? Yeah, so Solar Storm. In this game, you are trying to fix up your ship, okay? And you are going around the different... So basically, you have these tiles out on the board. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six tiles. You And all of these are getting these like damage tokens on them. You have to get those damage tokens off of the cards, and then you have to repair those cards. Okay, so if I take all the damage tokens okay. off, I can then repair it. And now that card has a special ability that will help me throughout the game, but I have to repair the whole board and then get to this. Oh goodness. Because we haven't made it this far. I think you have to make it back to the center of the board to, to, win. how many times have you played this? Right. 
like four or five. That's what I thought you said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the the gameplay is pretty simple. It's it's pandemic like. So like a card might have three different color tokens. Like that's how you repair it. Okay. Cards. So it might have a blue, a green, and a purple. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have to have all three of those cards that I turn in to be able to repair that. Um, I'm sorry to be able to to oh goodness what is it called? Repairing is to lift those cubes off of there. The to whatever divert that is to divert that card so basically to now have this special ability on this card to to have fixed this card okay to get to get the energy to this card and it plays like pandemic so you have those different colored cards you also have some wild cards that can be anything you can trade cards you can they're crazy cards yeah and that's it do you like it yes i do i do quite a bit i think this is fun i do i like it as much as pandemic I don't know because I don't know if I'll play it outside of gotcha. board game arena. You know, some games, some cooperative games like Forbidden Island, you play it and you play it and you play it and you're like, I'm not going to stop playing this game until I beat it. And then you beat then it you're and you're done. like, I don't know if I'm going to play it a ton more after that. I'll play it at harder yep. levels and stuff like that. I don't know if I feel the need to pick this one up, but I do recommend it for people who really like Pandemic. And I, I really like Pandemic. But I also have a lot of games. This is a small box like card game. So it's... I looked at this one. I, I can't remember... Someone on the reviewer thing. I can't remember. There's a time ago that I actually thought maybe I should request a copy of this, but I didn't. Yeah, it would. I had never heard of it until I saw it on Board Game Arena. And again, it's I, a 2020 game. It's, I recommend it. Recently, yeah. I think it's a lot of fun, especially if you like those style of games. And it's a small box, like I said, much smaller than Pandemic. So yeah, it's fun, but it's also tough. It is difficult. It is a difficult game for us yeah. to beat. Maybe other people can beat it much faster. All right. Good. Let me talk about a game I've been playing lately. The interesting thing is, is I haven't played a lot of games that I haven't talked about on the podcast lately, but I want to bring up another one that I actually, we talked about just a couple episodes ago because I've been playing it a lot and um, or, or even more with my family, and that's Rialto by Stefan Feld. Dean, you know, Dean and I played it, and Dean, you've only played this at two, right? And Correct. That was, that was yeah. one of the... I've only played it once. Yeah, and you've only played it once. And I've been playing this game with my family, and again, my my wife's family, which is very much um, mid to lightweight Euros. They they like those games a lot. Um, you get much heavier than that, and they they don't love it that much. But this has been an absolute hit for us, Dean. Like, and and if if you don't remember what you do in this game, like you first of all, you're going to pick from a stack of six cards, and you get to see what those cards are. But that's based on how far you are in this Doge track, and Dean likes tracks, so you'd think that you would you would like that. Then, you know, from that you draw a couple extra cards. Depending on what buildings you have, you may have seven cards in your hand. Maybe you get more, like eight or nine or whatever. But those are going to be your actions, and you're going to go around. And what's so cool, what I like about this game so much is that when Dean, you know, reveals that he's going to play two coin cards, whoever plays the most of a certain card gets a bonus. And it's so like I it's so fun at higher player counts, Dean, when you can't really you try to look at where everybody else is at and you're trying to guess, you know, you know, if they're going to do that because you have to get the bonuses sometimes or you're going to lose the game. Right. And that's just such a fun kind of I wouldn't say bluffing, but, you know, it's kind of that po- you're trying to figure out what people are going to do. And, and then based and also you're trying to accomplish your actions and then also love the way the area control works, how like you can put people out on that section of the city and the only way to add more to it at a later time is to build you know one of those bridges not a bridge um canals or something i don't even remember what it, what it is right uh, uh it's not can, a canal it's uh it's, it's bridge right no the bridge is what actually gives you the points which is another thing i'm gonna talk about too um 
it's the gondoliers. Sorry, that's what I was trying to think of. That. Like the gondoliers can help you put one on there. But also, it's cool because if you're winning, like the you put bridges around your section of the city, and there may be like four places to put a bridge, and those determine the point value. So, like in a game that's a higher player count, you could only win one area and have a pretty high amount of points, and you actually win the game. And I just think it's really it's just such fun decisions, man. This is like a really great stuff on fail game. I can't believe it's not talked about more. Maybe because people play a lot of two player games, and I don't think it's as good at two. For sure. Yeah, I would but agree. When you add more players, and if you want a game that you can play with a group of folks that, you know, generally don't play super heavy games or whatever, this is such a good game. Now, I mean, you got to go find it. I think I got a, a. It's also a crowded. It's a crowded field of area control games, right? There's a lot of those type of games out there, and it's different. I it's definitely different. think it's different. The gameplay, the game actions are different, and that part feels feldy. Yeah, but. I, I get why it's not talked about as much. I really much. love it. Yeah. But again, I've only played it at two. I just don't imagine that I'm going to like it a lot more than other area control games. And that's one of my, you know, area control is one of my favorite genres of games, period. This is a more Euro-y version than some of them that are out there. Maybe that's why you like it so much. But yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Can we do something else? I'm ready. Review time, baby. Boom. Let's talk about Maharaja. <laughs> All right, Dean, let's talk about Maharaja, which is a reprint. How about that? And it has theme similar to the Dice Charmers that we read. Not we read, that we actually... <laughs> we probably should have combined these episodes together. Yeah, you maybe. mentioned that after we recorded the other one, but we didn't. I'm going to think so, about it. No, we didn't. Anyways, so this is, again, this is a reprint of a uh, Cromer Kiesling game, and that game came out in 2004, so it's been quite a while since this thing has been, been reprinted, and this is, Cranio is gone, and they have really made it look uh, quite a bit different, they've also changed and added a few things to the game. We're going to primarily, I've never played. So much that it fits in a new category, right? I mean, like on BGG, they're listed as separate games. So not just a straight up reprint, <clears throat> like you said. 100% right. And I haven't played the original Maharaja. Now I've watched other people play it. I've never played it. So we're not going to spend a time really comparing, I don't think, the differences between these two. Um, so if you were hoping for that, then, you know, I apologize, but. That just is what it is. All right. So in this game, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be kind of you're going to be spreading your worship around uh, for your various god that you have in this game, and it's it's really area majority. So basically, what you're going to do is on your turn, you're going to have a, a dial, and the dial has, geez, Dean, how many actions? Eight to ten actions or something like that. And you can do things like send statues out into a particular city, or you can send. Um, your priest out or do, do different things like that. And wherever your priest goes is basically there's ways to, to, to mitigate this, but you basically, that's where you can build and you have statues and you have, um, what's the other one called? Oh, geez. This is what you get whenever you have me get a game and me teach you a game. <laughs> I don't remember the names of everything. Were they temples? Is that? No, that's no, the not statues right. are the big ones and shrines. Shrines. Yeah, there we go, yeah. That's right. In shrines. And so when you put a statue into a city, here's an inter a couple of interesting things. You put it in the middle of the city, it's worth three points. If you put it in the other spots, it's worth two points. But some of the other spots also give you bonuses. So you might get you know a coin or a prestige point because you're going for who has the most prestige points. Um, when you put a shrine in the city, it's worth 
one point, and they're a lot cheaper. So it's really expensive. It's going to cost you 10 or 12 bucks unless you change the rules with some of the rule changing things. But to put one of those in the city, it's only a dollar, you know, to throw, you know, a, a shrine into a city. But you also have to get like the shrines because you just don't have a bunch of them. You have to get them from the supply and put them onto your board. But you're going to be doing things like that and paying money to do that. But you're also going to have player powers, which is a big part of this game. And um, you're going to have two, three more player powers than the number of players. So if we're playing a two-player game, we're going to have five player powers. And in, in what you can, it, they're pretty powerful, wouldn't you say, Dean? I wouldn't, I'm going to say power a whole lot more times, but they're pretty powerful things. You can switch them around depending on what action you take. You can steal them from opponents and different things like that. Um, so you're going to pick two actions of throwing your, you know, shrines and stuff out on the board, changing your player power, getting more money, you know, doing things like that. And then wherever the Maharaja is visiting, that's the little section. You're going to score that. And whoever has the most gets the most points or coins. We'll get like 12 coins. Second place will get six coins. Third place you get, if you don't do anything, you're still going to get like three coins or something like that. And then you're also in the new version, which is not in the old version. You're also going to get an award. Uh, there's, Every, there's going to be bonuses that you get for placing into that city where the Maharaja was. But whoever had the most points actually gets to pick the reward first, which can be really, really powerful. And that's pretty much it, right? I mean, the Maharaja is just going around. I think there's um, six, I mean, seven spots maybe on the board. And you can change where the Maharaja is going to go, which is really interesting in this, where what city they're going to go to next based on one of the actions that you take. You can kind of change that up a little bit. But that's a, it's a pretty simple game to teach. Hey, maybe this is like good for our segue into, you know, the next section that we have a little, little more complex than I would like to for our, yeah, for, for our so. top five. I get what you're saying. It's not super difficult, do, but it's not that difficult to teach this game. Yeah. There's nine action spots on the, on the dial. Did you go back and say that? Sorry. You I said there was eight to 10. So okay, there you yeah, go. There we go. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to double check on just there. about nailed it. So what do you think about art and components before we talk about the game? Let gameplay? me, uh, th this morning was the first time that I actually went back and looked at the components for the initial one. I think I might like the better the Good components night. better. The components, not the art. I no. like the art better on the on this one. But I I did not you thought I was gonna love the components I did. in this game. And I think you I don't do. understand. I do. They're fine. It just doesn't I don't understand from a component guy how you can like these these clear, you know, beads and you would you prefer that over like plastic statues that have things carved on them and shrines that look like little houses i kind of want the wood pieces in this game oh my I, gosh I do. yeah these are plain wooden houses that's the, crazy the statues don't really this, do it like, dude this is just like something i would say we're, yeah. we're literally yeah totally swapping roles. i agree with and you. you would be like you're an idiot john i'm I not saying that you never are, said that but you would say that because you you abuse me verbally <laughs> i think i i do like the art i don't mind the art on the old version either at that like yeah, that's pretty mad yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's, I don't hate it. It's pretty mad. Yeah, I don't know. Oh no, it has a center spot on there. So I'm guessing that you still have the extra stuff for having the one in the center. You get more value of having your your statue in the center. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm sure. I don't. I'm just making up stuff. I, and I don't know if you get the bonuses from that. But overall, I don't think there are in the. I don't think there are bonuses. Okay. In the original. It, it doesn't look like it from what I'm seeing on there. So like again, the board. I really like. I, I like it. I, I think it's. It, I think it's good. Um, if not busy, I do think it's busy. I don't think so. I don't, but interesting. Here's the thing. I think it's busy, but I don't know if it matters that much because everything sticks off of the board, but like you, 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not awful. It's not awful. It, it, like busy awful is what I mean. Like you can see, I guess if you're looking at how many spaces are on there, but there's a lot of any kind of game that has maps that has brightly colored buildings can be too much sometimes. But the difference in this is, I guess everything comes off of the board. Everything's a 3D piece that comes off of the board. Dude, like look at your player board that you have and the place that your dial fits in and. I, I just, it's exactly what I'm looking at, John. Like l- this is the picture that I'm looking at right now, and I like that better. Uh, I would that I am, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> I, like I don't think it's even in the same. Like you're not even playing the same game. It is that much better <laughs> on the new components, and they pop more on this one because of like the more muted colors of the board. I'll say that. Like on the older version, I think the components pop more. I, do, do you think that more people are going to agree with my nope. oh, you, with you? Yes, yeah. I, th- I think absolutely they'll agree with you more. Yeah, this is, but and it's weird because oftentimes we would be having this reverse conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Where I'm saying, of course, this new version is better, and like the pieces on there, but something about those plastic pieces just does not do it for me. I this love game. them. I know it's like they're good. They're good for the environment too. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine like making wood pieces in games right now is nutso. I would imagine like. Wood That's components expensive. in games are, are too much. Yes. Anyway, if you don't know, lumber costs are very high. I don't love the box cover. I don't love it's the box bad, cover though, either. either. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in love with that either. I, but I, I really like everything else. Yeah. The only thing that I have an issue with um, is the dials. The dials, yes. uh-huh. the dials slip. Like, so like... When you point towards the, at least my copy does, you point towards the, you know, two actions that you want to take. And they, if you pick it up, they're just going to knock around to something else. It's really annoying. It is. You have to hold them in place until Mm -hmm. you flip it over. And in that sense, I guess it's not awful, but that's a pet peeve of mine in games in general. If those dials slip at all, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. No, I mean, there's no, I mean, yeah. But seriously, there's been times where like they slipped and I forgot. I had to like sit back and go, "What was I gonna do? I don't want to cheat." You know what I mean? Like I'm legitimately trying to figure out. I can't remember what the two actions were. I think it was these two. So that was a that's a huge negative for me. Besides the, that, besides the, that, I love everything else. That's the insert for the old one too. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see this one. This one has a good insert. Yeah. It does. It everything. Everything has its place, but anyway. Pretty much. It's 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 actually there's a couple things that don't didn't quite fit. Now maybe it's just me being stupid. I do wish that I do like when they have inserts to tell you where everything goes. You don't have to figure it out. I do this too. one. This one doesn't have that. So I'm either putting something in wrong or it's a little bit. A couple things are a little wonky with it. But anyways, I always end up looking it up me. online to see how people put them in the box. So anyway, I gameplay, I guess we can move on to that part. All right. Is the game fun? Dini. Here are some things that I like about the game. Okay. I like the, the taking, selecting the actions and flipping it over on the, on that dial. I think that's cool. You just don't like losing the dial if it <laughs> that's yeah yeah that's right i don't like how the dial works but i like the gameplay element of it i think is is really cool and and the fact that you can get a bonus there's a lot to like about this game actually so the fact that you can get the bonus uh action with that little token the fact that you have player powers and that those can shift around throughout the game you can take them from other people some people it's like Kalos 1303 that's exactly what yeah. i was gonna say john it has that same feeling of, of Kalos 1303 now in this one you're only gonna have one card whereas Kalos you can get multiple abilities yeah but the fact that you can just take them from somebody else can be really frustrating to some people and i would understand that like if you didn't like that in Kalos, you're not gonna like it in this one either yeah but i don't think it's that big of a deal 
but it becomes a little more cutthroat and the player interaction becomes a little bit higher because of that. But, but I like how all of those things work out and, and overall, like the, the simplicity of the gameplay, you know, the actions are not difficult to do, but the, where to do the actions, like where to put your pieces and how to prep, like that, that's actually one of my favorite things. Like, do I really go heavy and trying to get points this round? Or am I just going to have to say, forget this one. I'm not going to be able to catch John. I need to really focus on something else that I'm going to get points on. I think those decisions become very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's, you know, okay. So I'm going to go back to the dial and this is one thing I, I mentioned this to Dean. Sometimes I'll, I actually really like in games where you, can't just choose to do whatever you want, you know, or like maybe like, that's what the thing I love about Feld, how it's like, you do this or you do that. Or like what I like about like a lot of Uva games is players are blocking things. Mm-hmm. You know, even like we talked about with Raiders of the North Sea last or Raiders of Scythia last episode, like you can't always do exactly what you want to do. And I felt this, that was a negative for me in this game was the fact that you can always do whatever you want. Now, is it the most optimal to do? No, not at all. Like there's a lot of different choices but I just, I don't know. I didn't love that about the game. I feel like if there's, if there's, you know, something that you could only do this during this or that with that, like, I think that would be a little bit more interesting. But anyways, but I do agree with a lot of what you said, Dean. Like, I, I think it is, you, those are nice, those are grueling, tough decisions. Do I want to take the combo or the three points right now? It's a big deal. And it's also really interesting, and it depends on what player order you're in. Because you're, you're pushing your luck a lot, right? Like, okay, I'm going to take the combo action, but I know that these two players are going to go after me. They can beat me if they want, depending on what they selected on their dial. Right. Now, if I look at their coins and I go, well, they don't have enough to put a statue out right now, you know, but they could have taken three coins as their one, because you get two actions. They could have taken three coins and did that just to place a statue. And if they do that, and I've got this and that, then I can win, you know, so forth and so on. And then the, whatever player power that you take, the lowered number wins ties, which is actually a big deal in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might like be like, well, I've got the lowest number, so even if they tie me, I'm going to beat them. So yes, I'm going to go get the bonus right now. Those are fun. That's really cool. I, I really also like how you can move the Maharaja, like the where, like there's flags at the bottom, as we said, and if you take one of the actions, you can move one of the flags like one to three spaces, and so you could basically say, oh, the Maharaja, I'm, we're gonna is going to score this twice in a game instead of just once, you know, or I'm going to score this one first because I already have more in here. And I think that they don't have time enough to catch me in this. But here's the thing with that. That takes a whole one of your two, that takes 50% of your actions for a turn to do that. That's the, the grueling part to me is that you get to select two things and you want to select six things, you know, or at least three or four things to do. And it, that means that like every decision you make, I think is super and like super important in this game. Would you agree on that? I do. And you know, that, that specific action, when you, when you explain the game, that's how you said the exact same thing. You said, you know, you might not want to do that because it's going to cost an action to do that. And you almost, whether it was purposefully or not, kind of downplayed that one action of moving the flags down. Mm. But, oh boy, that action is really powerful because you are spending an action, but at the same time, if you can be able to score something twice that you have a lot Super of stuff worth in, then it. it's way worth it. Because, yeah. you know, if you're destroying somebody, which is why you you need to be able to, like, at least stay in the game with with people in the different territories. Because if you don't, then they're just going to try, you know, try to score that maybe even three times in the game. And that's, oh, that, that, that's a game changer. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. 
I wanted to take that action so bad in a game that Dean and I played that I made the most boneheaded decision. <laughs> it was glorious. Literally made probably the worst decision I've ever made in a board game in my life. And in such a tight game like this, it was detrimental. So, okay, you, again, going back tight. to the, the gameplay, you take two actions, okay? In my mind, I was wrestling with the actions that I was going to take, and I was like, okay, here are the actions that are going to be best for me. John does the exact same thing that I would have done on my turn. It's like <laughs> it's like he wanted me to win the and game. It up. was nuts, though. It was because I was going first, I mean, um, second, the whole game until that round. And for whatever reason, it bypassed my mind that Dean's going second now, and so he can just beat me on that thing. Yeah. I thought I was going to be able to move the flag and, and put my person there and be set up. Yeah. And then Dean's like, oh, thanks, John. Now it's my turn. I beat you very easily. <laughs> <laughs> was... I felt like a moron. <sighs> and I to use that action to help Dean score more points. So I lost half of my actions <laughs> to help Dean score more points. So dumb. It's just ridiculous. And he whipped me in that game. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it felt very good. It was nice. I didn't yeah. stress about that game at all because I was like, oh, oh, John's just going to give it to me. I don't have to do anything in this game. <laughs> I did. You're welcome, Dean. <laughs> but, okay, I'd, I'd say overall, the, the thing, I'm going back to this again, but the thing that really makes me like this game is is the simplicity of it, but it's, it is kind of grueling decisions. One of the things that, that also benefited me was building the routes. So, like, you have to have a route to go to the different places to put your, to put your priest and then to, you know, so your, your priest can move around and then that's where you can yeah. build. And I happened to, in this game, build really good routes to the areas that I needed to go. There was one section of the board that I did not have anything built and John did. And there's no way that I could have built because it would have cost me a lot of money. Every time I would move through one of John's pieces. We didn't mention that. Every time I move through one of John's pieces, I have to pay a coin. Yeah. And so to get to this particular town, I would have had to have paid a lot of coins. And John said, you know what? I'm not going to score this one at all. <laughs> I didn't understand that because it would have cost me so much and you could have put effort into really scoring that one. But it goes back to why those decisions are so grueling, even though the gameplay itself is simple. The, the, how you play it is not so simple necessarily. You know? Are you mad? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just frustrated how stupid. Like, you keep bringing up. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, bringing up keep, the past. No, no, you just keep bringing <laughs> up the, uh, you know, the, the trauma of my stupid gameplay. And I keep thinking, <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. What was I doing? <laughs> but you learn from your, your mistakes. You move on. I mean, maybe. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Oftentimes, I overcompensate for my mistakes and lose even worse the second I'm going to double down <laughs> and score two of yours. That <laughs> this time, I'm going to help you out twice and see if you can beat me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm ready to move into final thoughts unless you got anything else on, on that. Um, yeah, let's final thought it. Okay. Um, this is a fun game. I, I like it. I, I really like the area control. That's one of my favorite things in games. I mentioned that. I like the axel, action selection in this, in this game and how it works out. I like the route building. You know, route building is a big piece of this game that you we didn't really talk about a whole lot, but where you build your routes can be very beneficial and, and that can cause a lot of player interaction mm -hmm. as well. I like the character abilities. Uh, you know, there's a lot to like about this game. I think it's I think it's a fun game. Now, does it move into that elite spot of of air control games for me? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I, but it doesn't mean I don't like it. You know, I'm still gonna 
play this game. If you suggest it, I'll play it. And I'm not always going to suggest it, but sometimes I will because I think it's that fun. Better at a higher player count. You know, you need to have more people in this to really make it shine. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of limits a little bit. But overall, I'm going to give this one a seven and a half. It fits right in that spot of games that I enjoy to play, but I'm not always going to suggest them. I have really similar thoughts, you know, to this game that Dean um, said. I will say I'm a huge Kramer Kiesling fan. Huge. Um, This is probably a little bit lower on some of their games for me, though it's still a a very good – it's like a solid, easy-to-teach, you know, area-majority, area-control game, right? Yeah. Um, And so I could see it staying in my collection for that reason, like because I can teach it pretty easily – but there's a lot of other ones I do prefer. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about Blood Rage. We've just there's I, we can talk about a ton of different games like that I prefer over this. So I have a hard time with it. Like yes, it's good, it's solid, but I'm not like I finished playing and I'm not like yes, I can't wait to play that again. Yes, I can't wait to play that again. I think I'm gonna give us a seven out of ten. Okay. Um, like yeah, I'm usually willing to play it, but I'm probably not gonna suggest it just because I just feel like there are other games I would prefer. That being said. I see how a lot of people, if you like area majority, area control, I mean, especially if you like Kiesling or Kiesling Cromer games, I think you should check it out probably. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a solid game. It just isn't um, one that I'm just like, I don't know. It is, I don't know where it fits in my collection. Do you understand sure. what I'm saying kind yeah. of with that? Like, I don't know what I would keep that over or what, what I would knock out to, to have that in my collection. Um, I know I can think of a, handful of games on the top of my head that are that type of game that I would rather play than it, but it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels really kind of old school Euro, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is, it goes back to Which is a good thing. what I said early on, yeah. you know, that feel of the old game, like matches the gameplay of this one, yeah. you know? And, and that's part of the reason I kind of prefer those components to in the original. Gotcha. But anyway, that's a seven from John. Seven and a half for me. Really like this game. It's fun. Check it out. This is a, a game that you that interests you. It's time to do a top five. It's probably been a while since we've done a top yeah, five. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, how long has it been since we've done a top five? Mm, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Oh, what was John Ralphio's sister's name? Hey, I just watched a movie with him in it the other day. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Um, That's a great name. He How was in uh, uh, Fiona and Ulysses, which is a, like a kids movie. Okay. And he was, was like, good? he was the dad in the movie. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was, I liked it. I think it was a pretty cute movie, but it was just funny seeing him in that role. Was it a Disney movie? It was on the Disney channel. I so think. maybe it was. I think that's I was right. Because you yeah. can't bring it up if it's not a Disney movie. It's also uh, what's her name from uh, bah, 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 bah. what is that what is that show Neil Patrick Harris and what I hate about you or uh, no. how what I met I, your mother much... <laughs> ten things I hate about you that's one of my favorites John did I've you know that seen it ever. ten no. things I hate about you is one of my favorite okay, I've, movies I've, of all time I am not surprised so she is the girl that's in that and I've also never was seen in the other show. American Pie she was like one of the main characters from American Pie and she was the mom in this show it's very funny because they like don't fit those roles typically in yeah. shows anyway it's cute all right so what let, are we doing let's, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say before we do this all right so go ahead and Dem- the reason that we did this go yeah ahead. so Deming Chow we, we've talked about this topic for a while Deming Chow had asked us to do a top list of this uh, who's a listener and, and, and sends us lots of cool emails uh Send us emails, people, yeah. so we can ask questions for you. That's but right. He had asked low complexity but high depth, and we're going to shift that a little bit because 
low complexity is kind of the target in this one, but thinkier seemed to fit more with what we were getting. Because a lot of the games that I've got on this list, I didn't feel like I would say they have high depth, you know, super high depth, but they're thinkier than yeah. Higher depth yeah. that you might not anticipate for like for this. the level of complexity. That's right. That's yeah. Chess would be like the yeah the really the one that really easy fits to that teach, category. Yeah. ridiculously deep. Yeah. yeah, but that's not on my list. Is it on yours? No, no, not at all. Um, this was a very this is a difficult list for me to come up with. I'll be real. Yeah, I don't know. I just I had a hard time because I kept thinking to myself like, well, that's a little more complex than I would maybe want to have on this list. You know what I mean? Like I kind of wanted to pick basically, I basically picked gateway level, if you want to say gateway level games, pretty much that have thinkiness to them. Could change it to thinking gateway almost. For I think all of mine could be maybe borderline on ooh. some of it. There's at least one that might be borderline. Next next level, but the thinkiness yeah. part might might bump that up to the next level on most of these, which means I don't mind starting off, John, my, okay. because my first one I think fits in the category closest to chests. But it also doesn't have like a ton of really deep complexity, but enough to put it in this category for me. And that is Onitama, which is like one that gets compared to chess in a lot of ways because yeah. it, it's you're moving these pieces around the board. But how that works is you've got these cards and I can uh, I'm going to play a card to take the action of my piece. So it's not like I can just move this particular piece a certain way every time. It's that I play this card that matches an, an animal, and that tells me where are the different places that I can put any of these pieces yeah. out on the board. And But the idea is the same. You want to be able to get your, oh goodness, whatever, like the king comparison, like your, your high-level character, your master, I think is what it's called, or your sensei or whatever, to get that one over to the other side of the board in that center area. Mm-hmm. Or to destroy the master or sensei or whatever from the other of the other player and that's how you win this game it plays in about 15 to 20 minutes is what it says and sometimes even less than that which is why i really like this game quite a bit i've, I've had this one in my collection for a while super simple to teach but it has some really thinky decisions in the same way that chess does yeah i like that game i don't love it or anything but it's it's an interesting game oh this is just a hard game hard list to do dean um because I've got like I'm looking at a game right now I want to put on the list. I have no idea what's on your list, by the way. I you know what's on mine for the most I'll part. I'll stop I think, you but, if, if okay. you have something that's on okay. mine, and we can. But you know, here's one that I didn't make my list. I'm just going to mention off the bat Watergate. Even though I really like it, do you think that's too hard for this list? It was on my short list. It was I think I had it at six or seven. But the reason I didn't put it is because I was like that might be a little more. I think it's a little more. That's why I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's but it, but I, I think it could be really close to making the list. And I do too. Anyway. And I really like that game. So that game would easily have made this list. Yeah. If if you know, yeah. And there's one game on my game on this that might be kind of borderline on that too. But anyways, I'm gonna go for number five. I actually have three games on this list that are within the last year or so. Wow. And okay. I'm usually a lot of times I'm an old school guy, but not this time because I'm always hesitant to put some of the the newer games on the list because I don't want to just get hype about them. Uh, number five is Nova Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova Luna is on this list because it didn't entirely replace Patchwork for me. Uh, it didn't. I still have Patchwork, Uwe Rosenberg game, but it's thinkier. It's definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely thinkier. You have to th- plan more ahead. And in this game, I mean, you're basically, it has the same, if you've played Patchwork, the same mechanic of picking, you know, one of the next three tiles, which you pick, you know, with this. But whenever you pick those, 
um, you're going to move forward the player order track based on what number is on there. So you may really want a tile, but you're going to have to move forward a lot on that track. And is it really worth it to do that? But then you're going to be fulfilling bowls by just basically having colors adjacent to it, or they call them chaining, I guess. Um, like two reds that are, you know, one a red, and then there's a red below it, and then that touches the blue, you know, thing, and your bowl requires two reds, and because they chain together, you get to fulfill that bowl, and it's a race game. You know, you're trying to put as many discs out as you can. I've taught this to a lot of people, and a lot of just folks who don't really play board games much, and, you know, uh, they can pick it up. I like it a lot. Yep. That's Nova Luna. My number four, I knew that you liked that game, and I assume that might be on your list. It was... May have made my top 10. It was. It would have been pretty close. I, I like that one a lot too. My number four is one that you said is not on your list and that really surprised me because I thought it would be. This is a, another pretty light game. My first two are, I would say, way more on that entry level place. And this is Blitzkrieg World War II That's in 20 a great minutes. Game. It's a great game. Yeah, and, and I think you might even like the game overall a little bit better than me, maybe. I think I would, I, need to, I just want to play it a little more. You okay. know, I think that if I, I don't, I, every game I've got on this list I've played, I mean, I've only played that game three or four times because of the review that we did. Okay. I've played the, all these far more than that. Even one that just came out. We did a video of this one. You can always go. We did a full playthrough of this one, if I remember, because it, it plays so quickly. But essentially what you're doing is you are, you've got tiles in your hand. You're going to play one of those tiles onto the board and into one of these five different battlegrounds. And when you place that, you're going to move the your, your token over. So it's kind of like a... a push and pull it's like a tug of war of who can get to the end of this one faster and if you do then you're going to win that battlefield but or, or get i'm sorry get you're going to get victory points and how all that plays out but when you place your tile you've got that tug of war piece but you also have this these the tiles that you're placing now are going to give you special actions uh, special abilities sometimes it's getting victory points or sometimes it's getting uh, extra tiles or different like technologies or different things. So there's a lot of, and almost every tile is going to have that on it. Not all of them, but most of them will. And I think that's what adds to the complexity a little bit because you're not just making the decision of the, the counter that you're moving up, but also the abilities that you're going to get. And some you have to just concede, like, I'm just going to let John have this territory, but I can't let him have it too quickly. And so I'm, you know, that's where the complexity comes in those interesting decisions. But yeah. as far as how the game plays, I'm just going to place a tile and that's it. I like it. I like this one a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's really good. I like it a whole lot. Yeah. I don't know. I've not picked that up. I haven't picked it up because I'm waiting for a review copy of the next one. That's why. Oh, okay. Okay. I get that. Right. You said, I get that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. The next oh, 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 you're talking about the next Blitzkrieg. I thought you yeah. were talking about the next one on your list. No, no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a, what's, what is it again? Is it like a Roman one or, yeah, that's or something right. like that? That's they're right. coming out with. There's also an expansion for, for this. <clears throat> I don't know when they're coming out. This next one, you're going to be like, are you like, we'll be stunned that it's on my list. I've just fairly recently played it and okay. you don't like it. Steve Finn, number four, the whatnot cabinet. That doesn't surprise me that it's on your list. I'm going to I'll explain to you why it's on my list. So Edward uh, Broff and, Stephen just came out with this game, um, Beth Sobel art. So in this in this game, you have a four by three whatnot cabinet, and you're drawing tiles, and you're only placing twelve tiles into this cabinet, and that's where the thinkiness comes in, is because every decision that you make, there's a lot of push your luck in this game, 
and mitigating pushing my luck and stuff based on what I want to go for. Because if you get a column that has the same color, all your tiles are the same color, you're going to score four points. That's the biggest thing you can do. If they're all different colors, you score two points. If it's any combination of anything else, you score zero points. Mm -hmm. And the rows are the same thing, but with object types, whether it's an animal or vase or crystal or, I mean, a bottle or things like that. And so you're trying to, like, puzzle all this together to score the maximum points. But in addition to that, you have every crown, uh, every some of the tiles have crowns on them, and every one of those is worth a point. In addition to that, you also have... Um, one thing that says every crystal in this game is worth an additional point. In addition to that, you have five um, things that you're racing towards. Like whoever gets, uh, if someone gets a row completed with all different objects and a row completed with all the same objects, then you get this point, two points off the bat. And with all that going on, it's just so a lot of thinky goodness in like a 15 two player in like a 15 minute game it, it plays four but i played it two players mm -hmm. and i love this game like i I'm, i did a review and like i'm gonna end up talking myself up higher on some of on my score that i gave it um but i did a i mean i can tell you all in here like i just finished the video i gave it eight out of ten and it was like borderline eight and a half out of ten and it may end up being that and what i, I just love so much that it's so fast Mm -hmm. And yes, there's luck in it, Dean. I, there is, but if I can, that one thing that I'm okay with luck is if I can, if the game's quick, and then I can just play it back again. Sure, sure. Some games just don't connect with you, and, th and this and is some one games of them, do. Yeah. yeah, this is one I want to give a caveat to, to where like I told Dean this. There's some games I'm just like I don't know why that doesn't click, and then some games like my brain works with this one. I think this is one that I might recommend that other people go. Really, it's not mm -hmm. that good, John. Yeah, but I really like it. For I mean, I just feel like I just. I think they just knocked it out of the park. I think it's my favorite Steve Finn game, you know? Potentially. Wowzers. Yeah. More than Nanga Parbat. It's it, they're they're both really good. But I think yeah, I would rather play Whatnot Cabinet. Wow. Okay. I didn't know it was, I, I knew you really liked it, but you really like Nanga Parbat. That's, that's I do, yeah, yeah. I really like it for what because it's quick. It's thirty minutes and I, like that's Steve, Dr. Finn does such really great stuff. Like, boom. Pretty thinky game, like not super thinky, but a decent amount of thought in games that are thirty minutes or less all the time. Yeah, and I really enjoy that. That's why a lot of his games have a, are in my collection because of that. Because I don't always got time to play Feast for Odin. Right now, right. I, do I like Feast for Odin better? Absolutely, but I don't always have time for that. This is one that just like peppy doesn't take up a ton of table space, and uh, I just I don't know, man. It, I really like it. Right. There you go, the whatnot cabinet, brand new, hot off the press. It fits well in this category too. I, I'll, yeah. I'll admit that for sure. All right, my number three is a by a game designer that we know, Keith Pickett. I thought about this one. Yeah, yeah. So Keith designed a game called Great Barrier Reef Card Game, and yeah. this was me, a borderline for me. This fits so perfectly yeah. into this this list. I think so. In this game, you it's a card game, small like small box card game that that you are placing great, a great pick. you're placing cards out onto the board and uh, I, i'm sorry out on you know out on the table or whatever and then you are when you place a card on top of a card you have to it's got four squares on each of the cards you cover up at least one of the yeah. one of the other squares on another card that's on the table at the end of the game ultimately you're trying to get points for the different uh configuration of the fish on your card so if i have fish that you know three fish diagonally i'm going to get so many points for that but the points are determined by how you are moving those different uh, markers up and down so i might really want this fish to score a lot of points 
because I'm going heavy in this and John's not going heavy in this. And so you get to change up all of, you know, how the scoring works, where I think is a lot of fun. You can get bonuses from other, uh, other items that are on the cards that allow you to do different things, but also again, giving you points at the end of the game. This one was a big hit for me. I really like this one. And it's, it's a pretty simple game to teach overall. Like Absolutely. I, I can just show you like quickly how to play the game but the decisions become very They're, grueling. And it's one of the reasons, like, <clears throat> first of all, the one reason that I don't have it unless I haven't played it enough. Um, I, and I've played it, you know, we did a review and stuff, but, like, it's been a minute. But also, I will mi- mi- make mention that, like, with my wife's family, for example, I got her mom to play, which she really doesn't like to play anything over, like, a lightweight game. Mm-hmm. It was, she understood how to play it, but it was too much thinkiness in it for her. Yeah. She was like, and so it didn't go over super well because it felt like what we're... It, kind of feels like a gamer's like mm-hmm. easy to teach game yeah more than a kind of gateway into which is not we didn't say that so it's a perfect for that but and it's only a two weight but but you're right it can be it can be too much for people i totally I, get that. yeah and that's why i don't think i've gotten it to the table that's why yeah. i haven't got to the table as much as i would like because there's so many i've got it in my bag like all the time because it's small and it's in the front pocket and i'm just like hey and then i feel like the people that have played are like uh like it's it's a lot of thinky and you know and I'm like ah I really like that about the game, so I I think that's a great pick. Yep, yep, great Barry Reef card game. That was my number three. All right, so my number three is this is one of this is where it gets borderline on the weight thing. I think more than any other one, and I, I, it's a it's a wonderful world. Hmm. Um, but it's a really like I've taught I wrote this, that down as a consideration. I've taught this to a lot of people, and I feel like they pick it up pretty quick because yeah. I mean you're just putting cubes on cards. You know, get you know what I mean, like getting rid of a card to get a cube, and you get this, you fill all the cubes, and you get that card, and then you're kind of building an engine in this game based on you know all the buildings that you've built, and then you have the really cool race element to whoever has a race, who who has the most black cubes is gonna you know get this bonus, whoever has the most uh, green cubes gets this particular bonus, and it's really I feel like fairly fairly simple to teach. Again, this is kind of borderline, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of depth of strategy with this game. Yeah, a lot like. Do I want to try to beat Dean on this? But also, I can really score a lot of in-game scoring here. But now, but I need to get engine right now, and kind of balancing all that is a it's a it's a wonderful game. Yeah, it is. It is, and I I I don't know your list yet, but I I kind of want to save this comment for later. But it might fit better in the category than some other card drafting games that might be in that same category. I don't know. I don't have any other card drafting. Okay, games okay. You had mentioned Seven Wonders. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful world fits in this category better than seven wonders you think does. it's easier to teach i think so i think seven wonders can be very difficult to teach very like it's weird some people pick it up easily and some people don't i think people who've played a lot of games will pick it up easy but i think for people who haven't played a lot of games it's not as easy to pick up you have that weird thing where you have these resources but you're not really spending them and stuff that's kind of difficult for some yeah. n- newer yeah. players to pick up and that's why it does it wouldn't fit in this category for me yeah but I think that's a good pick. I, that's why I put It's a Wonderful World. I prefer Seven Wonders, but yeah. I thought it was maybe a little easy. felt like it's been a little easier to pick up, but a lot of, but a plenty of depth. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. That's a, that's a good pick, John. All right, my number two is a game that is not on your list, which is mind-boggling, but it is Paris City of Lights. This mm-hmm. is a 2019 release that we... Wow, number two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. You love this game. Yeah, yeah, and I do. We've done a review of it. You know that we both really, really like this game Absolutely. a lot. It was We had it rated pretty highly. But in this game, you are 
kind of building out the board to start yeah. off the first phase you're putting your uh, tokens on the board so that you can determine where you're going to place your polyomino pieces in the next area so two player only game in this one john let's say he's orange and i'm blue then i'm building out all the blue areas that i can and then taking the polyomino pieces in that first round that i think that i can get out onto my blue spaces and purple because purple are the neutral spots then that again that next phase you're putting out those buildings and and getting points that way from your chimneys being on those buildings yep. and and how many light posts that they're touching but then you're also getting bonus actions that change every different game and that's what makes this game have more replayability and and you know frankly be more enjoyable yeah the teach is fairly easy not you know the, the two phases can be difficult and so you might have to play through an entire game before you really grasp what's going on but every decision is so important in this game and it's so grueling those decisions that you have to make and that's why this really i think is a <laughs> really <laughs> like solidly again fits in this category bless you Woo, there's like it's gonna be sneezes throughout the episode i agree i really like this game a lot i wish my wife liked it a little bit more um she did like it we had fun we played it a couple times this weekend but she wasn't like totally wowed it's uh, it's interesting to me john when we talked about this category multiple times over the last couple months i got the impression this this is probably gonna be number one on your list and no, it's not even on your list but no but the thing is is it was it's in the it's in the decision like a lot of these games to be real if i'm gonna rate them are in that eight ish area okay eight, yeah. eight, uh -huh. and this is where that is like yeah. it's so it's i could have replaced yeah i think that I, I picked nova luna over it due to the simplicity of teach sure mm -hmm. um like it's a little it definitely like more simple and i'm gonna get it to the table more because of that yep um but I do like it. I, I really like the two, two distinct phases, as we talked about, and I love the way the postcards work. It's so interesting, especially – I think even the second phase is more interesting than the first because the second phase, sure, yeah. you're like w really risking a lot potentially if you could plan to put your polyominoes on purple places that Dean could place his. Mm -hmm. you know. But then also you you can only get one postcard per you know, each player, each postcard could have only used one time. And wow, if Dean takes that, then dang, there's five points that he's going to get that I'm not. Yeah. Or whatever it could be. So I, I think that's really, really cool. And I like that one a lot. All right. So my number two is a game that's been on a lot of my lists, honestly. And it is one of my favorite two player only games. And that's Targi. Um, mm -hmm. Targi is fairly easy to teach. I, I agree. I think that's, it, that's a good There's pick. a lot of set collection with Targi, which is, I think, one of the easier mechanics to teach people. Obviously, you collect the set of this, you get this. But, you know, and then besides that, you're just kind of lining up your Targi and taking what it says, you know, on the board. Now, there is, it's a think, it can be a thinky game for sure. Yeah. The back and forth and how to place, you know, where to place your, um, your, 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 whatever they are, your cards that you're getting, you yeah. know, into your display and stuff like that can, but it's not overly thinky, but I think it's thinky, but pretty simple to teach. And it's just one I go back to and we played it again, not that long ago. And I'm like, yep, I like this one quite a bit. And I've never tried the expansion. I need to get the expansion. Yeah, I haven't either. You know, one thing I've noticed, my number one is going to be a little bit different, but one thing I've noticed is that these games that are, they do have an easy teach, but they have multiple layers of what you're doing. You know, yeah. like like that. You, you're you taking the actions to get the resources and, and the cards for different reasons, like mm -hmm. not just the same thing. And that that's what adds that just a little extra yeah. layer of complexity. Blitzkrieg and Great Barrier Reef are, are all kind of in that same category, yeah. I think. But it's a good pick. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't make it, but I like that. Like I like that game. That's one of Jonathan's favorite games, actually. Yeah, I really like Darkie a lot. My number one is a game that I, I was pretty confident that was not going to be on your list. This one is mm, 
I'm, I'll have to explain this one a little bit. It's cryptid. Not the... Interesting. Not the, uh, you know... It's a different type of thinky. It is. And that's that's why I have to make like the, the, the caveat on that, I guess, is that the gameplay teach is pretty stinking simple, right? Like I'm, I'm either saying, you know, I'm guessing where the cryptid might be or more likely I'm trying to get information about, about where it is throughout the game, yeah. right? Um, like at the beginning of the game, you're just trying to narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down. And then eventually you're going to, you know, pick where that thing is. And where the thinkiness comes is not the teach. And it's not the amount of gameplay. This game can take, you know, 15 minutes to play. It's a really quick game. 30 to 50 minutes is what it says. I can't imagine playing a 50-minute game. I don't think I've ever played a 50-minute game of Cryptid. Most of the time. I don't know. I haven't played it that much. Just, okay. you know, when we reviewed it two years ago. Yeah. It's a really quick game, but 30 is probably more correct, I guess. But but the thinkiness comes in narrowing that down. So, like, you can sit in silence in this game sure. for a long time because you're really trying to narrow things down in your head, and everybody else is doing the same thing. So there's yeah. a ton of thinking in this game. It's really thinky but in a different way you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's just kind of narrowing things down in your head another game i considered making my list and it actually probably was like number six if i had to guess was or somewhere around there eight six eight somewhere around. mr jack is kind of that same thing like trying to figure out where the other players pieces so like again those deduction games can fit in this category but for different reasons yep so that's anyway good. that's cryptid my number one all right what's my number one dean come on I'm guessing Concordia. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a fairly recent game. Concordia actually wouldn't be a terrible one for this list. Fairly recent games mm-hmm. that we said? I don't know. What is it? You Rialto. You no. No. You domino. Oh, oh, it. okay, yeah. Renature. Renature. Okay. Love it. Speaking of Keesley Cromer, that worked out well. That that fits well in this category, too. It is. It's such a... I love this game. I know that I'm going to probably annoy people, and they're going to play and be like, yeah. But it's such a great game for easy to teach. You lay dominoes, and then you do... And now, I will say, I'm like, my mother-in-law played this game, you know, and she's one of those ones that... But she... It was a little bit hard on her, because, like, if you'd not played area majority and stuff, like, trying to determine where to put, you know okay, should I put this two-point value in here or one? And, okay, so how is this going to score? This is probably one of the heavier ones that yeah. I put on this list. But I still think overall you're laying dominoes, putting trees and bushes out, and there were certain point values, and whoever has the most when they're enclosed, you know, gets the most points. I just love it. It's I just love everything about this game. Yep. I think they just knocked it out of the park for a nice – like I was sitting back thinking the whole time, like – there are other borderline games of theirs. And I was looking at Feld, and I'm looking at all these people, and I'm just trying to think of what are some of their lighter weight ones that are nice and thinky. And I thought this was like the perfect choice. Absolutely love this game. Not sure why I forgot that you would have picked this one because you had mentioned yeah, this I category, this. I think, when we did the review of it, that it yeah. would probably make a game list like that. So Love it. Very cool. Okay, so that's our top five. What? How do we name this again? What was it? Our, the, easy our, to teach thinky? Not easy games? to teach. No. Low complexity. Thinky. thinky games is what go. it is. We got maybe we got to think of a snazzier name for the title. I'm surprised Hive wasn't on there for you. I thought you really liked Hive. I put Hive on my list. That's a good pick too. I guess that falls in that like Onitama category. Yeah, I thought you liked Hive better than Onitama. No, uh, I don't know. You know, it's been a while since I've played Hive. Gotcha. Yeah, I gotta I gotta think about it's that. It's been a long time since I played. We're that. gonna have to redo the episode. 
Hive, Hive, I think probably would make that list. Oh man, why did I not consider that? I mean, I, I considered really it, but it wasn't like a big, big consideration. There's some older game like games that I haven't played in a while. Like I wanted to play Arboretum again, and I've really enjoyed that, but I just haven't played it. In a, I didn't love it, but I haven't played that in a while. Maybe I'd like it even more. I don't know. It's been years since I played that. I want to try that. Oh well, I didn't love that game, but okay. Hive is my number six. <laughs> I think I had like three games in my number six, but I think Hive really probably would have been my number six. Yeah. I'm going to bring that on vacation, I think. That's a good game. Boom. Do That's it, a baby. really good game. Okay. I thought about buying it recently just to have... I don't think my wife would like it, though. I don't know. Maybe. She, did she like Onitama? She's never played it. Okay. No, all right. Okay. What are we doing now? Let's let's finish up this episode. The episode's over. 77, right? That's a good number. 70, 77. Can you believe we've recorded 77 episodes of this? We probably won't make it to 78. <laughs> Seriously? That's what I say every time. That's crazy. That's, that's a lot, isn't it? Okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right. If you are uh, would like to rate our podcast, please do so. We love that. And we love that we will rate our podcast. Uh, put something in there clever. But if you don't want to put anything clever, if you feel like that's too much high pressure, don't. Just write, John is the greatest host ever. That's what I'm, That's my challenge is someone just to write that. The uh, second thing you could do my, is... My ego you, doesn't need that, by the way. I don't need you to do that. That's fine. Wow, that was pretty good, actually. John needs that. Dang it. That's, I can, I'm prideful. <laughs> I need people to affirm me. Uh-huh. Yeah, not really. If you uh, would like to support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash MeepleTown at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. Dean, did you hear about the guy that died in Murfreesboro this morning? No. Like, the police came in, and they found him, and he was sitting at his dining table, and his face was in a bowl of Kellogg's. They suspected it was a serial killer. That's dark. I think if you would have not said like a specific situation, it wouldn't be so dark, but now it's pretty dark. Did I draw you into it? Uh, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I assumed it was a lame joke, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>